what helps me a lot of the time is like, this is such a temporary feeling. And next week, you're not even gonna be thinking about how down you are right now. It's gonna be okay. And I think when you've gone through your lowest, you made it through that. You're gonna be fine. And you just really have to remind yourself that everyone is different. And if we were all meant to be the same, like how boring would that be? And I said it on the show, like I'm not for everybody. And that I like, I hope I am for him. If I was for everybody, like that wouldn't make sense. We're all supposed to be so different. Welcome back. This is the Confident Collective Podcast, and we are your hosts. I'm Ryan. And I'm Christina. We are curb models, content creators, and some would even say comedians. We started the Confident Collective Podcast to help you live your most confident life by sharing our stories and sitting down with experts to talk about, well, life. We chat sex, dating, business, relationships, and so much more. We hope you love this episode, so let's get into it. We are back in the flesh, baby. We're back and I feel sick. Oh I'm sick to my stomach. I know. I, you have reason to be. Okay. Guys, I, I don't even have words. I'm speechless from what I just listened to. So we needed an update from obviously last week I shared in my solo episode about why I gave a psychic $500, okay? And I left it off saying I needed to call her the next day to figure out how to basically unblock my twin spirit who is blocking my love life. Okay. And I, I gotta be honest with you guys. I was really freaked out and I did not call her. So this was, it's been like 10 days since I've spoken to her and I was like, Christina, we just got to call her. So we just called her. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. I'll, you want me to start for you? She's what is scary. You, she's scary. And aggressive. She is aggressive. There was, she was not warm and nurturing. It wasn't like, honey, like we can do this. She was like kind of mean. Well, she got mean when I started pushing back on the money. Okay. Tell him how much she had. Like, <laughs> tell him what she needed to do. Okay. So basically her plan is to burn a candle for every year of my life. And she said these a are 200, 200 pound. pound candles each that have about five pounds of crystals in them. Rose quartz, some other crystals, okay? And she's going to burn one a day for the next 29 days. Or no, wait, what did she I say? Think she said two a day. Maybe. Two a day, because she, she said, said it's going to take 14 days. Year. Yeah. Anyway, we're burning one of these for... We're trying to kill her twin. Yeah, she basically said, you know, when you've got like Siamese twins, you have to do a surgery. And she's like, essentially, we're doing this, the surgery of the spirit. I said, okay, well, what is this? She's like, so I've told you how much it's going to cost. And I was like, no, you haven't told me. She was like, each candle is going to be 500 each and you need 20 of them. 29 of them. 29 of them. So everyone, that is $14,500. I cannot. $14,500. And I go, I go, I don't, I don't, I can't give you that money. And she's like, that's when she started to get aggressive. Yeah, you're right. That's, that is when she started to get aggressive. And she was like, I don't take this money. This money isn't for me. I'm doing this because I move up spiritually when I do this and blah, blah, blah. And every time I talk to her, I feel like sick. I feel like shaky and nervous. And I feel like maybe that's my intuition trying to tell me something. Well, what do you think your intuition is trying to say? I think, is it trying to say that... I don't, to run the other way. I think my intuition is telling me not to spend $15,000 on cash. I hope that's what your intuition is saying. <laughs> and she's like, look, money comes and goes. 
Yeah. She's like, this is a spirit. Do you want it to be blocking you She's forever? like, you're running out of time. You're running out of time. You know what pissed me off, honestly? What? Dude, she made you sound like a fucking loser. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> She's like, you want to be successful? <laughs> She's like, you want to be happy? You want to be successful? Like, do you want to find love? Uh, okay, fine. Maybe like the love thing. Dude, you're super successful. Yeah, you have yeah. all these amazing things. You are decisive. You just, like you, you... I think you don't give yourself enough credit. So I'm hearing this woman. I'm like, who is she talking about? You're right. I mean, but damn, honestly, that, that scares me. Okay. It's I don't kind want- of scary. And I kind of think like, it's kind of some bad energy that I don't want to be involved with. Yes. So I think that like, <laughs> we're I, cutting her off. We're cutting her off. I'm clearing the energy from her. I'm I'm like don't like her energy in my bedroom right now. I know. Do you want to know why? If she knew you were listening, she would be pissed. I'm not scared of her. Listen, I dealt with the evil eye. This you don't, honestly, can you have that priest try and come and clear this <laughs> evil eye? Maybe that might be better. Oh God. So anyway, now I'm nervous too. Fuck. I need to knock on knock some on wood. Or wood. We're I don't burning know. some sage and palisanta yeah. after this. I feel very weird. Like, I feel like... I need to know what your mom said about all this. Well, my mom and dad were listening. I called them and my dad was like, you gave her how much money? (laughs) Oh, my aunt. Oh, God. I'm like, I know. I know. But my mom is a twin. So twins run in our family. And my mom was like, I mean, maybe I did. She's like, I never... They never told me I had a twin. Your mom is like so nice. And is also like, my mom would be yelling at me. No, my mom was, my I was mom like, be like, you're an idiot, Christina. <laughs> I mean, my, I think probably she was thinking that, but she was like, I don't think you were a twin. Maybe, maybe you were. I mean, I don't know. So I'm pretty freaked out and it is fine. I, I'm going to choose to not let this be my narrative. Mm-hmm. I think that here's my thing that I've been reflecting on. I think that guys, I have been building my business and I know the way that I am in relationships in the past. I would not be where I am in my career and my life if I had a boyfriend mm-hmm. all this time. I wouldn't be. Why? Interesting. Do you think you would have just given up on certain career aspirations? To- you only have, we only have so much energy and so much time. Mm-hmm. And I've chosen to put it into myself and my work. And I know that when I'm with, when I really like a guy, I am very, we'll use the word passionate. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't have the time and energy. I wouldn't. I would be putting that into that relationship. Mm-hmm. And there will come a time where I'm ready for that. But this time for me has been building this, this for me. Also, dude, you're 29 years old. I know. I'm not like fucking uh, knocking on death's door. No, no. you're right. So I'm going to choose not to believe this. And honestly, anything for the plot of the life. Yes. Agreed. But she's scary. I'm glad you could hear her. I'm glad too. I recorded the whole thing. Like I feel kind of like my stomach. It's Okay. We're going to forget about it by the end of this episode. Yeah. So everyone, that is the update for you. I'm like, my hands, I wish you could feel my hands are clammy. Oh my gosh. So I've been dealing with that. Christina, what's going on in your life? Well, I feel like I haven't spoken to you guys in forever because I wasn't here for the last week's episode, but my life has been kind of a whirlwind. Like the past couple of weeks, we went to New York City I was so excited. I did the Drew Barrymore show, which like, honestly, like I've talked about this before, but just doing TV is just feels so good to me. It's so much fun. You looked gorge. Thank you. I loved it so much. And it was such a cool experience. And then we went to Georgia for one of my best friends from college's wedding. 
Mm-hmm. Which is, again, I was like not sure if I could make the wedding happen. Yeah. And I'm so glad I did because it was so much fun. And sometimes you just need to be with like your people. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It looked so much fun. It was so much fun. And it's it's so cool being with a group of friends that you've known for so long. But then now also we all have like husbands pretty much. Yeah. Or fiancés in the mix. And they just bring such a fun energy too. And like by the end of the trip, the guys all had their own group chat and stuff like Wait, that. I love that. I love it too. It was so cool. So now we're planning like a trip for all 20 of us together, which we're really excited That's about. That's going to be epic. I haven't told Steve yet. Don't worry. He's oh going to be like another God. trip. He's going to be like, oh. And then Nicola's turn too. Wild. Which is wild, um, which was so exciting. My parents threw a party for him pretty much. They're so cute. My mom really, but it was so much fun. And then I've been sick as a fucking dog. You've been sick, girl. I've been really sick. But your voice sounds sexy. <laughs> it does not feel sexy. Dude, <laughs> how many times have I said, I'm sweating, I'm sweating, I'm yeah, sweating. Are you sweating right now? I'm sweating. Well, I'm sweating from the psychic. You're sweating from being sick. And being pregnant. Where is the sweaty pair? Oh my God. So anyways, that's my life update. I'm just really excited for the next two weeks to do kind of nothing. I feel like yes. pretty much after tomorrow, my work is wrapping up. I'm jealous. Oh, sorry. No, it's fine. I feel like yours is too, no? Uh, next week's going to be a little crazy, crazy. but, it, but it's Because you're fine. traveling so much too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just choosing to take some time off. So I'm excited As you about should. It. Yeah. I'm yeah. really excited about it. So yeah, that's my life update. Well, that's actually my obsessed with is I am like the light at the end of the tunnel is thinking about the week between Christmas and New Year's when you literally don't know what day it is. You don't know where you are. It is just like dead. I feel like no one's working. It's just a time to just binge watch Netflix and chill. Mm -hmm. And I am so excited. I'm not, I've decided I'm not doing anything for New Year's Eve. I am just going to go into hibernation and I'm so excited. I love that for you. You need that. You've been, I feel like the past four months have been nuts. Yeah. They've been really nuts. Yeah. It's been crazy. So I'm really excited. That's been, I've been obsessing over it and thinking of like just that week. I'm like, Oh, get me to that week. Dude, that is literally why I got a TV in my room. So I watch home alone in bed during that week. Ideal. Oh wait, is the TV new? Yeah, it's newish. I still haven't chosen artwork for it because I'm being indecisive. Yeah, you need to get some artwork. On. We're actually in Christina's room right now. Yeah, we're in my room. We are hiding from Nicholas. We're hiding from Nicholas. He was banging on the door. Saying, the door was like rattling. Saying, me what, mama? Oh my God. Which honestly, okay, that brings me into my obsessed with. I have two, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about both of them. It's fine. Yeah. One, it's ironic to me that my job is like an influencer because I thought so much about influence and someone asked me like, what do you love about being a mom? And I'm like, wow, like the power of influence you have over your kids. And Nicholas is now two years old, as I mentioned. He talks so much. He has feelings now. He'd be like, me excited, me happy boy, like me sad. Like he said, That's he tells so you how he's feeling and he'll ask you like, if you're having a down day, are you sad mommy? And I'm like, no baby, I'm just sick. <laughs> No, but anyways, it's just so amazing to see like how much influence you have over your kids and your community. Yeah. And for me, that is just something that I've been obsessing over with, like just trying to make sure I'm conscious of the language I use of how I carry myself. Because I'm like, wow, like 
he picks up on everything. And I just want to be right. the best influence and example for him. Um, and it's just amazing that you could literally shape a human being. Yeah. And Nicholas is so polite. Like he says, please. And thank you for everything. And I was telling someone that and someone's like, well, that's because you taught him that. And I was like, you know what? I You're did right. do that. I did do that. So anyways, it was like something I was proud of. And I was like, wow, I, I just want to raise such an incredible man. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So, yeah, you're shaping a little human being. I'm shaping a human being who's going to be a big human being at one point. He's going to be big. He's going to be big. So that's what I'm obsessed with. And the other thing I'm obsessed with is White Lotus, which you guys are probably over people talking about White Lotus, but I don't fucking care because if you're part of the White Lotus community, you know how amazing it is. And what I'm mostly obsessed about with it is just the camaraderie that goes behind watching a show week to week. I've been binge watching for the past, I don't know, like five, six years. And yeah. you forget like how exciting it is to, to wait, to wait and to also find out what happens all at once. And I'm like, maybe this is what sports fans feel like, but I'm not a sports fan. <laughs> Shocking. So I don't know, um, <laughs> but I'm a White Lotus fan and that's how it feels. So Ooh, I I'm just, just excited about it. I just finished season one mm -hmm. and I'm starting season two. Okay. I, I'm going to need you to give me play by play I will. of how you feel. I will. I'm really excited. I'm so excited for you. God, it, I, but I had my type A personality. I had to watch season one before I could watch season two. Did you like season one? Like it was good, but I'm, I'm not like, I'm not obsessed. like obsessed with it. Well, I think season two is better. That, I feel like there's been way more hype around season two yeah. than I heard about I mean, I one. like season one too, but. There's just something about season two that for some reason was like, I don't know, so gravitating towards for me. Well, do you know, so I was talking to my friend about the cast of season one and you know, the waiter who starts hooking up with the manager of the hotel and they're like doing yeah. the drugs together. Do you remember during COVID when a casting director didn't know he wasn't muted and was like talking shit about that actor's apartment? It like went viral on TikTok. No, I don't remember that. It was this guy in White Lotus. Wait, really? Yeah. I was like, oh my God. And now he's got a part on White Lotus. That's so funny. No, I don't remember that at all. Yeah. So anyway, fun fact of the day for you. So Okay. Well, I'm excited. That will be your assignment between Christmas and New Year's. John, I'm on it. And since we're talking about TV... I feel like it's perfect timing to introduce today's special guest because I'm freaking the fuck out. I know. I'm kind of like, Dude, fan. I, I feel, I'm like fangirl. By the way, I manifested this for us. You know that, right? Yeah. You posted on your story. I was like, we need to have Alexa Lemu from Love is Blind on the Confident Collective podcast. And bitches, it's, it's happening. happening. We have you to thank. Thank you, Christina. You're welcome. I'm just so excited. I've been such a fan of Love is Blind. I love her, her energy, her confidence. I just feel like the second I saw her on my screen, I was like, yeah, like she has that it factor. She has like this magnetic personality. And also just as a curvy woman, I mm -hmm. felt like I could see myself in her. And for like, it was the first time I felt like I could really root for someone who had like my looks, my body type on yeah. TV to find love. Yeah. So I was so excited and I just love her and Brennan together seems so sweet. We have a mutual friend who like cannot speak more highly about the two of them and their relationship and their love. And I guess I just love love. Yeah. And I just think I, oh, even watching her, she is so confident and sure of herself. Mm -hmm. And it just was like contagious. And I, I mean, honestly, I loved seeing a curvy woman Obviously, we and we talked about this in the episode, she's so much more than her body. And I actually loved that the storyline wasn't too, too heavy around that. Mm -hmm. But it was just so cool to see as a curvy woman who 
you all know I've shared so much on the podcast about my struggles with dating and like some of my insecurities that come with my size. See her just be so unapologetically herself. And I was like, fuck yeah. Like it gives the other women to permission to take up space and to be their like silly selves and be loud. And I just really, really look up to her. And I think you guys are all gonna really love this conversation. Same, same, same. Okay, let's welcome Alexa. Alexa, <laughs> I'm so excited to chat with you. We're so excited. Aww, I love that. I'm so excited to talk to you guys. Well, welcome to the Confident Collective podcast. I have actually, if you go back and listen to some of our old episodes, I've been talking about Love is Blind season three for like several episodes, for, right? Like the last few episodes, 100%. <laughs> yeah, I'm such a fan of the show. I'm such a fan of your love story and you <laughs> in general. So I'll and also, so is our audience. So we're just so excited to chat with you. Yay, yay, yay. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Welcome to the Confident Collective. Um, also, by the way, Alexa, Ray, and I can be sisters. We all have decided we kind of look like. We do. Yeah. Triplets. Wait, how tall are you? 5'8". Okay. I get that a lot. I'm 5'8". First, so you are giving me 5'11 energy. Really? A lot of, yeah, a lot of people think I'm so tall. He's um, tall, though, too. Yeah. He's 6'4". He's a big, he's a big boy. Big boy. The new is a song. I need a, do you hear that? Yeah. Yeah. I should do a song and dance like that for Steve. You should. Both of you need to do a TikTok with your mans and use the SZA big boy song. It's we'll, like, we'll send it to you. My husband's six, four too. So we love the big men over here. I like, tree. I like it. <laughs> so I need to find a six, four man to go with our trio. But anyway, okay. Alexa, can you tell us? <laughs> No, this isn't about me. Can you tell us a little bit about your dating history? What was dating like for you before you decided to go on Love is Blind? I'm someone who's very like, I know what I want. And I very much play off of, I just don't like wasting my time. Like I love me and I love being at home and I like being myself. So if I'm going to put time and effort into something, you got to feel it. You know what I mean? And so I used to go on dates and it was just immediately, no, it was just, I'm supposed to do this for the next like 70 plus years. No, <laughs> couldn't, could never be me. I just couldn't. And even when, like when we were doing like going through the pods, like day one was very like speed dating immediately within seven minutes of talking to someone. I'm like, I'm exhausted. No, like I, no, immediately I was just crossing people off and it was easier than I thought. Cause you know, you're like 15 guys, like seven minutes. Like, what do you figure it out? You're like, nope, that one's going to be a no. And that was just, that's really how I've always been dating previously. I'm just, I don't know. And I'm not very good at playing like games. I'm just, I'm honestly, I'm so lazy and I'm just, I just don't give a lot either. I'm, it comes off like super like bitchy when I talk like texting is just, I feel like it's so difficult. I'm more of like an on the phone kind of person. And also the whole like apps, it was very like pen pal and how are you? And I'm asking them how their day is. It's like, I don't want to sound like an asshole, but it's like, I really didn't care. Cause like, I don't know you, you know what I mean? So I really don't like care how your day was and you went grocery shopping, <laughs> love that for you. But that isn't really ask me on a date immediately or move on. Like, it's just, I guess it wasn't very exciting to sum up my dating life. Did previously. you have, did you ever have any long-term boyfriends or any boyfriends at all? No, no, not really. Okay. Yeah, I kind of feel like I was the same way dating. Like mm -hmm. my first real boyfriend is my husband now. Yeah. But I think it's, we talk so much about dating and I think it's so hard for, not everyone gets the experience to like go on a show like Love is Blind. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. have that. So it's, we're all trying to navigate 
finding love in this digital world. It's really hard. I mean, I remember being single and especially nobody lets you forget it. Family, friends, and even if it's like joking and it really came to the point where I was just, I could not imagine myself in a relationship. And I could always like, when I would picture my future, I always saw myself as a mom. Cause I'm like, that's always something that I've wanted to be. I was like a nanny for years. And I have my younger siblings that you know, I helped raise a lot. And so I was like, I know I'm going to be a good mom. I don't know about that wife thing. Cause I couldn't picture like a husband. I like, I really didn't have one type of person. So you just couldn't picture the husband. You couldn't picture yourself yeah, having and a my, partner. My views have changed so much on it. Like my family makes fun of me so much. Cause I was like, I'm just going to marry like a doctor, like someone who's not around a lot. I just, I don't have to like deal with them. Like I just want to have my kids and just have that. And now I'm so obsessed with Brennan and it's annoying. And they're like, remember how you used to be and how you're like, I don't like, how do you deal with a person every day? And now it's now even like during the day, like when I leave work, I'm like, Ooh, 30 minutes and I get to see him, you know, and just get to annoy him and all of that. So it's so amazing. Like how much your like mindset on everything changes, but it's very difficult being single. But I think if I were like advice for anything, like I was at my happiest, like when I met Brennan, like my most like loving myself I definitely hit like during COVID I wasn't in the best like headspace my grandma had passed away and like several other things that happened and I that also was a during time like when I applied for the show and so it was it's really weird how life works out and really as you meet someone like literally when you least expect it I didn't find out I was going to be on the show until three days before and so yeah and so I was yeah. So they were like, pack as if you're going and then you'll eventually you'll find out if you are. And then I got it and everyone was like, are you nervous to meet these guys and talk to this guy? And I'm like, the guys, I'm trying to make sure my outfits look cute. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's going to be fun. And they're like, you're not nervous. I just, I really didn't think that I was going to meet someone on the other side. Cause it's just, what are the chances? I'm out all day of my life. I've lived in another country. I've traveled a lot and I meet I met men all the time and no one ever did it for me. Like what are the chances like out of 15 guys on the other side of a closet door that I was going to meet someone, you know, and boom, I did. So that was weird. I feel like even just speaking to you and seeing you on the show, it's very clear that you're just very secure within yourself and very confident. And like you said, I think a lot of times as we talk about dating on the show too, Christina always said this, like when you're going into a date, you don't always have to be like, Oh, what are they going to think of me? Think about like, what do you think of them? Be secure in yourself that it's like, okay, what is someone bringing to the table for me? And I feel like just hearing you talk, it's very clear that you were in that place of like, I'm good. Was there anything that you did during like your time when you were single or dating that kind of helped you get to that place of being like, I'm good. Like I'm good with me. Like I don't need to be worrying about what these guys think of me going into the show. Yeah. I feel like there's so much good that goes into it. Cause it's not like I was like born with confidence. I, and I'm also just a normal human being that also has days where you're just like, you know, you can be that and you have to like really physically remind yourself, like we're not doing that shit today. And it takes a second and you have to be very like on top of yourself. Whoa. What was that? That's weird. We're not talking about like ourselves like that. And there's a lot, I mean, obviously you see such a small portion of who I am and my life and everything like that. And it's very small. And so I didn't have the easiest childhood. And so there's a lot of things that like that I went through and things that I overcame and a lot of things that really could have brought me down. I'm someone that's also suffered with depression pretty bad. And a lot of that, like overcoming that it 
took me a long until I got like to 18 and I moved to Israel and I was like, it was the first time that I was ever on my own really taking care of myself. I have young siblings. And so I spent a lot of my like high school years taking care of them and grocery shopping and cooking for them and snacks and like literally doing everything for them and then taking care of them on the weekends. And so I didn't really have a like high school experience that a lot of other people had. And so when I moved, it was the first time that I really got to take care of me and kind of self-reflect, like, why are you like unhappy? And really focus on that. And I saw life coach and she just like really showed me like, look, you are a badass bitch. Look at everything that you've done. And I think that's really where my confidence really started to happen. And those are like really important years for it to happen when you're 18 and you're going or you're in college and all of that. And I really had to remind myself that I went through really difficult things and like my very strong mind and I have a very strong body that got me through that. And so why would I hate that? Why would I shit on myself for something that has literally been there and protected me? Like, And so it takes, you really have to like self-remind yourself of who you are and it can definitely be easy to get down. But once you get down, you go down that hill and you have to stop yourself earlier, I guess, than before you get into that rut and just remind yourself of being a badass. So. Yeah, definitely. And it is so true that it's no matter how confident you are, it is always a journey, right? Cause like yeah. one day can differ so much from the next. So when you find yourself like slipping and like having some of that negative self-talk, like I know you're like, you try to hype yourself back up, but are there, is there anything specific that maybe gets you out of that mindset? I know for me going for like long walks, like listening to music, just stuff like that, taking me out of that voice inside my head. Are there certain things that help you kind of over time? Like, Wait, what'd you say? Talking to myself in the mirror. Like I like to physically look at myself and just is sometimes you have like when you're really sad and you like you see TikToks on it when you have like that someone's like crying and then they like you know and then you kind of you have a second where you just kind of click and I like during that second I will talk to myself in the mirror and be like what are you doing right now you're gonna be okay and for me what helps me a lot of the time is like this is such a temporary feeling and next week you're gonna be you're not even gonna be thinking about how down you are right now like you're like gonna be okay and there's been times. I think when you've gone through your lowest and you can like, you made it through that, you're going to be fine. And you just really have to remind yourself that everyone is different. And if we were all meant to be the same, like how boring would that be? I'm not. And I said it on the show, I'm not for everybody. And that I like, I hope I am for him because like, I'm not, and I shouldn't be for everybody. There's certain, if I was for everybody, like that wouldn't make sense. If we were all, we're all supposed to be so different. And so you, I, I think it's just for me, just really looking at myself in the mirror and physically like you are amazing. Just talking to yourself. I feel like that really helps me. I'm definitely like getting out, going for a walk. Like all of that definitely helps. I've definitely had a few moments where I put on like sad music when I'm sad and mm-hmm. then you have to put on Cardi B and then you feel yeah. better. <laughs> you know, and it's- yeah. Just feel it. And then you're like, all right, there we go. Let's get it. Is also important to feel your emotion. Like don't just shut it down. Like I also want to add that. Like I cry I'm also a very sensitive person. So I'll get it out and cry. And then, okay, that was good. That was lethargic. Now we feel better and we're going to be okay. And it's all going to be okay. And one thing we have talked a lot about on our show and Christina and I on our personal like journeys have talked a lot about our body confidence being curvy women. And I would love to hear from you on like how you felt like the show addressed your weight or did you feel like you needed to say something or did you feel I would just love to know your mindset going into the show if it was even a factor or not because for me I think about sometimes okay if I were going on a show 
I've never really seen anyone who looks like me on reality TV. Yeah. I, it would be on my mind. So I would love to hear where your head was at. Okay. So the, with my body, I think that anyone who's like curvier knows that it's like a very big, like it's something that's talked about like way more than it should be. It's always, you're so curvy and it's like, you get a lot of backhanded compliments on it and it's very tricky. So it's like my body has always been a subject and I think more so than the average person maybe it normally is. And so it was something that was kind of brought up and I was like, yeah, like I am curvier and it definitely, I think with me being so loud as well and being curvy, it's two things that especially people I feel get intimidated on. So it's something that I definitely talked about because I'm not for everybody. I know that a lot of people like very skinny girls, like you're kind of taught to like that. That's kind of what the goal is when you like even when I say there's backhanded compliments, oh, you have such a pretty face. Your face could be a model, like things like that. And so it because it's been such a, a subject, it was just something that it's not something I planned on going in there and being like, I'm going to change the view of whatever. And I want to be this curvy representation on TV. That was like not even a little bit of what I wanted to do, like on purpose. It's just it just kind of came out that way. And I'm really glad that it did. If it's going to be something that I stand for it's a really great thing to stand for, you know? So there aren't a lot and like afterwards and watching it and then getting so much feedback on it, like in my DMs and girls messaging me and just, you're such an inspiration to young girls. I wish I had you when I was growing up. I wish I saw someone like you on reality TV. It really means something. And I really started to think about it after the fact of, yeah, you really don't see it. And anytime you do see curvier women, they're always like the... It's always the friend or it's like, that's the slapstick, like comedy person in the back. Someone's going to make fun of themselves for being curvy. It's always like that kind of representation. And I like me being funny. That's a little childhood trauma right there. That has nothing to do with me being curvy. You know what I mean? You get to, I get to have it all. So it's just, it is very interesting, really like thinking about it later on and that all worked out for that, you know, and if it's, it's really nice to see a body being represented in such a positive way. And I think that the show did a really great job of that, of not putting me like making it in a negative light. I think so. That's the way I took it. And I think a lot of other people did because of just how many DMs I got about it, like just how amazing it was. It's something that I'm very proud to stand for. So I also think it's about how you represented and, and handled yourself. You know what I mean? Because it's, yeah, I'm curvy, mm-hmm. like this is my size, but like I feel great in it. And I think yeah. that just owning who you are and owning your body and being that confident person just empowers other people who might look like you to feel the exact same yeah. way. Obviously, though, because I feel like I always think that like when I was dating, I was like, okay, like it's like a mixed feeling of being like, wait, I think I'm super fucking hot and everyone should like me. But then also feeling like, wait, I feel like people don't like me because of my body. Like we always talk about this. It's like, how did that feel like in going on a show? Like, were you ever nervous? Like, what if Brennan doesn't like my body type? Like when you guys were in the pods, right? Because we don't see all the conversations, obviously. We didn't see like all the other like 15 dates that you guys were on. Were you describing what you look like were the guys describing what they look like how was that addressed so no it wasn't something that I talked about it really also it helped that I was going on a show called love is blind and not like yeah. too much to handle you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. I do think I'm too hot 
I want to clarify, I do think I'm too hot to handle, but you know what I mean? Like, you're going to be in swimsuits the whole time there. You know, Um, I was going to show Love is Blind, so it really is like beyond all of that. And so I really didn't feel insecure. And I did say at some point, like, yeah, like I am a little curvier. And I just, I didn't go into like specific, he didn't know how tall I was. We didn't know looks at all, but I, I did say, I think at some point, yeah, I'm a little curvier. And it's funny because the way that he described his perfect girl, like before the dates even started was he said, I want a tall girl with long, dark hair that is, and he was like struggling to use like what word to use. He's like a little extra, like something like his friend is very respectable. He's like, you know, something to grab onto. And they're like thick. You want a thick, curvy girl? And he was like, yeah, that's the one. That's the one I want. And so, boom, he found me. And so it really worked out well. But it's something that, like, his producer beforehand, like, before he even went on the show that he was asked, because we're asked, like, hey, what's your type? And so she was joking. He was like, he literally described you beforehand. So. Wow. And wait, what did you describe? What was your type? So I've liked in the past a little Hispanic men because they are very similar to like Israeli, very passionate and loud. And I really wish everyone got to see that side of Brennan because that's really how he is. There's a reason why we like click so well. I'm a lot to to handle. So and he's keeps up plus some. So he's got it. But yeah, so it was definitely something that was brought up and it wasn't something I was necessarily nervous about. And I think it's really, especially like looking at all the couples when they came out, I feel like everyone kind of like perfectly physically, like out of the 10 of us, they matched like the couples matched. Brent and I are like so tall and I feel like we look good together. And then Colleen and Matt are a little shorter. You know what I mean? Like physically, it's interesting how it all works out. Well, and I think what you said earlier about being, you're like, I'm curvy. I'm also like loud and funny. And these things that kind of sometimes are as women told we're not supposed to be like, and also, especially when we're talking in a dating context is like not desirable. Sometimes I think it's just so powerful that just by you showing up on the show and being you gave permission to so many women to take up space and like own who they are and if they're loud and if they're curvy like you just were led by example and I think it's so powerful because to be honest like you're the first on a huge show like this a woman to Mm -hmm. represent so many women that don't feel like they've been represented in reality tv shows like love is blind the bachelor like these big shows you're like the trailblazer and it's so funny like if anyone like I get like a few things and I'm like are you afraid I'm going to eat your food? Like, am I taking up your space? Like, I'm so confused on anyone has an issue with it. It's just shocking to me. But also, like, for anyone, and it's always not, I totally don't want to be an asshole, but, like, it's always the ugliest motherfuckers that have so much to say. Because, you know, you got to. You have to. When they, like, I've had, I mean, it's really very few comments that I get, but, I, like, I look at their profile and I'm like, sir really like you're you thought it was okay to look like that and then write something negative about me that's interesting to me because I would literally never so don't worry I'm not trying to date you but it's it's I don't know it's so confusing to me that and like all of that but it's also I'm doing something for the thousands of women that have messaged me that I give them like a little bit more confidence their day so that makes it all worth it so you can leave your little negative comment but I'm doing bigger and greater things than you ever will sir though You guys, we are so excited because today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
And this could not come at a better time because I was actually at a friend's birthday party this last weekend. And you know, I love asking people deep questions. I'm like, okay, everyone, let's go around and say our intentions for 2023. (laughs) And two of the girls said, I really want to start therapy this next year and really invest in my mental health. But I'm really overwhelmed by like how to go through that entire process. It's like dating, trying to find a therapist. And hello, BetterHelp is such an incredible resource if you want to start looking into therapy for going into this next year. Honestly, I started therapy this past year. And for me, it's been such a game changer for my overall confidence, my mental health, um, just everything in general. And I'm so happy that BetterHelp makes it easy to find a therapist. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online, plus it's affordable. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist, and if things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist at any time. It couldn't be simpler. There's no waiting rooms, no traffic, and no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash confident collective. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash confident collective. I think yeah. that's such a great lookout. and But also like sometimes the negative comments can get to you. Like, I was just talking about the other day, like how someone like said something mean to me and I was like, it made me so insecure. And I've been on the internet for like 10 years now. And I'm like, wow, like that one did hit me. The internet is such a weird place. It's such a weird place because you can get like a hundred nice comments and you're like, oh, like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And you get that one and you're just like, what the fuck? Um, So it is, it's, it is such an interesting place and how people just feel like they can say whatever they want. I've never gone out of my way to say anything negative about someone like that I don't know that's just weird to me like you have that energy I've never had that kind of energy maybe I'm a little too lazy I don't know because that's just I could never the internet is like a very interesting place and I was very much I'm glad that we had a year and a half to like plan for this because I I mean it is something with as confident as I am I like told Brennan I was like I'm nervous I don't think you understand and he was like I don't get it you're so beautiful and I'm like yeah but you don't get it people are not going to be happy with my size people are not going to be happy with it and he's like why and I'm like I would love to tell you that information but I actually don't have that at the time but I had time to prepare myself of I there's just two people that I need to like find me attractive. Number one is me. Like I need to find myself attractive and my husband, he finds me attractive and I feel good. And so like, I don't care about what anyone else necessarily has to say about my looks, you know, and I had to hold on to that mentality. And then when the show first came out, it was like crickets with the negativity. And I was just like, that's weird. And just getting like an overflow of like really nice things. And I was like, what is going on? And I even posted about it. Wow. I was really like mentally preparing over here. And I just, I really do just get a few sporadic ones ever since. And with the show being out and there are of course, like a few people that have said things, but compared to the positivity, it's like nothing, you know? And so Brennan's really taught me, he's like, cause I'll read like a whole thing. And he's like, why do you even read that? And so now when I just see anything negative, delete, delete, like, I don't even, I don't even 
finish reading the whole statement. That's incredible to hear because like basically you were kind of prepping as a curvy woman, you're prepping for the worst. You're like, yeah, which is sucks that we have to do that. You're like, okay, what are people going to say? And the fact that it's been mostly positive, of course, there's always going to be a little bit of negative because of the world we live in, but that is so good to hear. And I think a testament to kind of how far we've come and probably too, like the audience of the show is ready for to see people of different ethnicities, body types, backgrounds, all this stuff, which I think is really cool to see. Love is love. And it's just shocking to me. And I get that some people may have a type or whatever, and you might find some people more attractive over another, but I mean, I just, it seems so limiting. It seems you're just, you're really just hurting yourself by doing that. I mean, I, Brennan, we've talked about it. Like if he had hit me up at a bar, yeah. I mean, it could have, but it's, he's not normally my type. I think he's very attractive. Obviously now I'm very sexually attracted to him because all of that fun stuff. But just if he just got me a drink at a bar or something like that, it's, you never know where that could go. But it's just so limiting just for people. Life is so short and I don't know. It's why limit yourself. You're like, oh, I'm only going to find this. And so, yeah. I mean, I have a lot of like male cousins and stuff. And like when they describe girls, they're like, oh, they need, and I'm like, that's just stupid. That's so dumb to me. And that's what you think that you want, but it's life is crazy. And maybe that's not actually what you want. So. Well then with that, what can, what advice can you give to our listeners who maybe are getting hit on by a guy at the bar and who's buying them a drink and they're like, oh my gosh, this guy is so not my type. What would you say to them? Do it. I mean, like, why not? Like, I don't mean like do him. I mean, do him. him, But I mean, like, but like, do it. Have that conversation because you really never know how it's gonna go. And and that like, Britton, like, what he likes to in our marriage, he likes to pick me up, not physically, but I mean, but he likes to when we go to bars, he likes to act like we're date, like he's picking me up at a bar. Yeah, and he's like, wow, I don't think we ever would have dated. And I'm like, why? He's you're just so you don't. You know, like, hi. And I'm like, no, you can never. Because I'm like, yeah. And then, and so, I mean, you just, you really never know how it's going to go. So like literally just do it and talk. And if it's clear, like, this isn't someone that would, like personality wise, it's not your person, then then it's not going to work out. But there's no harm on it. And there's, it's kind of like the saying, like throw spaghetti on a wall and something's going to stick. Just try it out. And I think that for me, like I never put myself out there ever. And Brendan and I would not be together if I did not put myself out there. Even during the show, there was a moment where I was just like, I'm going to peace out. I'm going to go home. Like this isn't it for me. And imagine if I did, but I like had to go in there and be like, Hey, you're my person. I'm really interested in you. If you like someone else do that, but you're the only one here for me. And I had to force myself to do that. I like psych myself up. I was also like very emotional and I was just like, here is what's in my heart. And here we are a year and a half later married. So really you just have to put yourself out there and you have to be accepting to, if you feel something to like really just let that in. Okay. Cause I need your advice. Okay. Alexa, I'm having some dating struggles. Okay. So, okay. okay you said earlier that you kind of know within the first seven minutes, you're kind of like, Oh yes. No. Like in those seven minutes days, like you could kind of tell. So here's my dilemma. Let me rewind for a second. I'm going on dates with guys and I'm just like really not like physically attracted to them, but I'm like, oh, like he's a nice guy, but there's no like spark. And everyone's like, you need to let it grow. You need to let it grow. So then I'm like, okay, I'm going on like a second date. But I would love to hear from you who've now you've dated like in the traditional sense. And then you also have dated where like blind. 
Mm-hmm. Do you think the spark needs to grow or does there need to be an initial like something? Like you said, Brennan wasn't your type physically, but if you started talking to him a bar, do you think that kind of spark would come or was I would just be curious to hear your insight on this because it's so polarizing. Everyone's like, you need to let it grow. And other people are like, it needs to be there. Like some little thing at the beginning for it to work. I think a little thing at the beginning. I think a little like something like, huh, you know, like an mm-hmm. exciting that's different. I like that. You just kind of, I think that finding someone that's like interests you and makes you curious in any type of way, like that could even be a spark. It doesn't necessarily have to be like a physical attraction, but just like a curiosity about someone you're like, Oh, like that's interesting. And someone that's different. I think that's where it is. And I think it definitely grows. I mean, our first date was literally him knowing how to the shakshuka thing. And I mean, that was, I was like, that's weird. That's interesting that he would know that. And that was like that initial spark for me. I mean, it wasn't like a sexual, like, I didn't hear his, hey girl, and okay, (laughs) don't take off my clothes. I mean, a little bit, but it wasn't that. It was really just like a shock of curiosity, like how you're different and something that was so unusual that I, that like he said. So that's what really did it for me. And then from there, it really grew. Like he literally, we had gifts that we exchanged on the show. And like, I gave an empty photo album, like a wedding album and it was like here to put our wedding photos in and I still had the receipt to return it afterwards so I was like no fucking way am I gonna give this to anybody and it actually has all our wedding photos in it now Aww. so plot oh twist my of my life but he gave me a pocket watch and he, it was like given in like a wooden box and I used to like literally sleep with it at nights like during those days in the pods because I could he couldn't physically be there like it was such an attraction through a wall that like literally wow. I'm like with this wooden box, like sleeping with it, just have something of his close to me. So I think that there needs to be like a little something. And I think it definitely grows from there. But if I date too, if you're just sitting there, fuck, I'd literally rather be anywhere else than here. It's probably not the one. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you, Alexa. And that's going to be my... That's my, I think, and I too, I think sometimes like, everyone functions differently. Like I think some people mm-hmm. kind of have can off the bat, get a sense of someone maybe quicker than yeah. someone else can. So it's a case by case basis, but I was just curious to hear what yeah. your thoughts were. But I yeah. Do. If you're like by date, like five and you're just, you know, you're still, I wouldn't try and force something because no. I mean, I get like DMs, people tell me a lot of things and I'm like, <laughs> Oh, like that's so trusting of you. Um, <laughs> not that I would do anything with it, but like some people message me that they're full on married and they're like, I don't have that spark with them. Sex is awful with them. And I'm like, oh my, like, why did she marry them? Like Damn. people gave me shit for talking about Britt and I's like sex life on it and that whatever. I'm someone that's very vocal about sex. I don't know if it's like the way I, like I was raised, like we're not a very much family. We're all very loud, very vocal. But I think sex is such an important thing to discuss. It's not something that I think should be super taboo. That's literally how we're made. And it was a discussion that we had within the first few days of being like physically with each other. And I was just like, hey, this is, this isn't what I want for the rest of my life. Like I am so in love with your personality and your mind and your heart, but this is not the sex I can have for the rest of my life, you know? And I'm like, what, what to do? And, um, and it did. So literally like it switched like this and it was just a conversation that we had and he, cause, and it was just him trying to be like very respectable. And he was like, I didn't want to like, be too much. And I was trying to figure out like, if you like to be touched and if you don't like to be touched, cause it, you know, it's a really weird way that we met, like right. you know, holding hands or you're like physically touching for the first time. And so he was just trying to figure out my like boundaries and all of that stuff. And I'm like, Oh no, let's, let's go. Let's freaking go. And that's what we did. 
that's uh, so important to vocalize what you want with your partner. And we've talked about that yeah. so much on yes. our show because it's like, you can't expect your partner to know what you want, especially mm-hmm. in the bedroom. Exactly. Like if you want something, it's so important to talk about your sex life, both sides to be like, yeah. what do you like? What do you not like? What are some of your fantasies? We talked about that so much in past episodes. And so I think it's cool that you felt let's, let's talk about this yeah. because this is not working. I, especially yeah. so early I mean, on in a relationship too because I yeah. feel like people are always scared to talk about sex and communicate especially yeah. I feel like when you're like so early on in a relationship and obviously your situation is very different but people are still almost like trying to be on their best behavior in yeah. a way but I've like, had a lot of bad sex in my life and it's because I never that. said anything I'm gonna be so like honest here so even like a guy going downtown I mm-hmm. it was never my thing I was like it's just not it's just not it Brennan was like, you don't have to do that. And then he did it. And I was like, oh my God, like this is what it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? And it's because I'd never in my life before when I was having sex, I never said anything. And I was like, this is lame. This sucks. And I don't want to do this. I like you're bored. And I'm like, "Mm, no, let's just get to whatever. And it's really incredible. Like talking about things. It's you, when you find your person that you feel comfortable talking about it with, that's your person. If you don't feel confident, not confident, but like confident as well, but like comfortable talking about it, then it's probably not the one. Like, cause Brennan, even now when we do stuff, we high five and we're like, Hey, that thing you did was really great. I really enjoyed that. Or let's do a little bit more of this and like fun stuff that we do. And so it's still a conversation a year and a half later that we have, and we have a really great sex life, like a really healthy sex life. And so I love that, that I'm like, this is a person who's, if this is the one cowboy that I'm going to ride for life, <laughs> yeehaw, you know what I mean? So. Well, I love that I for love you. That. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I love that for me it's and a- for her. So yes, definitely. So wait, it's been a year and a half now, right? Besides a thriving yes. sex life, which we love, like what are some of your other favorite things about being married for someone who kind of could never even picture the husband in her life? It is, it's really just so much fun. I don't, it's relaxing. It's like you have your person constantly with you. It's, and I've kind of compared it with when you're like with your best friend and you're grabbing drinks, it's like that 24 seven. Like I tell him everything and I know that a lot of the gossip that I tell him, like literally doesn't care about, so I know he's not going to tell anyone, but it's still fun that he's like my person I get to do with. And it's the person I get to do everything with that I travel with. And I love that we both have such large families and that we both have like separate relationships with them. And I love seeing like my dad, I know my dad was a fan favorite over here, but like my dad and Brennan hanging out and when we go to the house and they go upstairs, they're playing pool and they're taking bets and making fun of each other. It's so amazing having that person. And I really didn't realize how much I was missing out on until I had that until you know I'm no longer the third wheel and I'm like oh like that's my person that's coming you know and having that and with all my like girls and gays like Brennan still comes with me and they love him and he loves them and it's really fun and it's my best friend that never leaves so it's and that we have great sex with so you know it's a two-in-one it really is absolutely amazing and of course we have like our little things throughout it but you know we're not perfect by any means but it really is the only person I could ever do it with. Yeah. On the show, you guys had a really seamless relationship. And I know you mentioned on the reunion, Mm -hmm. you didn't have any conflict until after getting married. Like how do you guys communicate and handle that? Is it just like a case by case or is it just all about communication? Communication is literally everything right afterwards. We had just like little things and it was our communication, like both of us just kind of shut down in a moment of, 
conflict we're both like that and he, like that's something that we were both aware of and i'm like oh it's perfect because we're both like deal with conflict by not talking well that doesn't work with two people do that because nobody talks so it would just be like silence and i'm like well that's not gonna work and it took getting over our pride it's hard in a argument to do that with anybody with any kind of relationship to be like hey like, i was wrong or i didn't i'm sorry that you took it as this. I really didn't mean it that way. And I'm sorry that I hurt your feelings and like recognizing the other person that took time to do. And it's not something that happened overnight. And I know that we get a lot of judgment that we didn't have conflict, but we really didn't during the show. Everything like that could have been an issue just like never was an issue. And so afterwards, I think that finally like kind of caught up to a little, us a little bit. And obviously we got married so fast and we really had to sit down and we had one argument and we both sat down like, is this what we want for life? Is this our future? Do we want each other? are we going to make it work? And we were both like, yes, like we're in it. And we're like, okay, so we need to get, both of us need to get over our fucking pride and like remember this continuously, like every argument we have. And so now we even talk about it. Like when we have an argument now that they last 10 minutes and we're like, imagine if we had this argument a year and a half ago, like we wouldn't have spoken for three days, you know? <laughs> and so it really is amazing. Even like during an argument, I'm like, Hey, like, I don't even know why I'm pissed off right now. Like, I'm really sorry. I did not I don't even know why I'm arguing. Like, I don't, this isn't like a hill I want to die on. So it's little things like that. And it really is communication. So our little disagreements now don't really last that long because of our communication. It's all about pride. I think pride is like the biggest thing. We, we watched the movie, The Breakup. It's something that I've talked about a few times with Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston. Have you ever seen it? No, I They get an argument like the beginning of, it's a good movie, but it's called The Breakup. And at the beginning, they get into argument and Vince Vaughn, he like goes over to knock on the door to make up with her. And he like, you know, puts his hand out and he like turns away. And so we call it knock on the door, you know, cause it's the movie would have been over if he had knocked on the door and they could have talked about it right then. But then they, the rest of the movie continues with them breaking up and everything. And then, but we're just like, why would we spend so much time being angry about something when we could just knock on the door and talk about it right then. And then we can continue with our bad day. So. Well, speaking of communication and relationships, there's one communication thing that happened on the show I'm dying to hear your opinion on. And that is the cutie incident. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Because Christine and I have talked about this at length. Yes. And so we want to hear your thoughts on it. Especially after watching like the lost footage or whatever. What do you think about the situation? Okay, wait, if I tell my thoughts, are y'all going to tell me your thoughts? Yeah. Okay, cool. So I think that... If you were just watching just that clip, just that clip alone, yeah, it's not bad. It's not. But if you take that with everything else, a lot of things that were shown and then a lot of things that were off screen. And I know that people are like, well, you weren't there. I was there more than you. You can't control how someone else takes things. You can't do that. But I feel like if somebody's telling you like, hey, I'm insecure about something, which they did do, I feel like she was upfront with the fact that she's insecure. She mentioned it a few times on the show. It's something that he was aware of. And that's that's the person that she's engaged to, you know, so he should have been the one like building her up more than anyone, especially with the way like we're getting married like really fast. And if just during that short amount of time, if they're not like hyping you the fuck up. That's weird for me. I never would have married Brennan if he didn't do that for me. If your partner's not your biggest cheerleader that's weird for me. So just like the little comments that he was making throughout it, I don't think Cole is a bad person. And I want that to make that very clear. Like, I don't think he's a bad person, but I do think that he said things and kind of like with communication, he didn't like when she kept bringing that thing, like the Colleen thing up. And for me, it was like, you find two other women more attractive than your fiance out of five women. 
imagine the rest of the world. This is just with five women. That's like that for me got me because I'm like, what are you going to do when you go out? So you think that all these women, are you going to be looking the whole time that these women are more attractive? And maybe she shouldn't have asked. Maybe she shouldn't have. But also, if you really love your person, they're the hottest person to you. Like I, even when we were just engaged, like looking at other guys, I'm like, no, like I wasn't even like a thought in comparison to my person, because I would never compare Brennan to someone else. He was my one. Um, So just the cutie scene alone, I don't think it was as bad as she made it. But if you take into context everything else, I think that changes it a little bit. And I don't, I think that it's weird that he was commenting on her eating tiny little cuties. Like I've eaten food on the way to dinner with Brennan because I know that like we're going to get there and then we have to wait for the waiter and we have to get a drink and then we have to wear appetizer. We have to wait for all that. So I've had snacks on the way, just like on the way to dinner. I just, I don't know. So I think it's weird how that blew up so much and caused like such a divide in people and like anger, like so much anger yeah. over this. Like we're very angry. We're mad about a few oranges. I'm not, I cannot. So I think it's really silly. Honestly, and the way that people are so hyped up about it, I think is ridiculous. But that's just a little bit about me. No, I love hearing your insight because obviously, you know, a lot more going on Mm -hmm. than we see. And I think, yeah, taking from just that scene, I don't think he had bad intent with his comments. Yeah. And I agree with that. Yeah. But I think like it is interesting hearing you talk about it too, like knowing the background of essentially your person has said that they find other people more attractive. Mm -hmm. I think you can never take that back. That will be in Zay's head forever. And it's like from then on, it's going to be like hyper as someone who has struggled with feeling good in my body when that seed has been planted. And so it's easy to get aggravated or easy to take something that maybe he didn't mean it but of course I don't blame her for taking it that way in the slightest exactly yeah Yeah. I I mean I agree with both of you I think they were just not a great match like end of story but I think she is so gorgeous and so fabulous and so cool that I wish she had a little bit more confidence in herself in certain um, situations. And I do think that whole, I think if she was a little bit more confident, she wouldn't have looked into that situation as far Mm -hmm. as she did, but with everything else, yeah, it's hard not to. And it's so hard when you're just like feeling insecure in yourself or like insecure in your relationship to not blow everything out of context. Like I sometimes catch myself with, I'm like, why am I why did I just start a fight about this? You know what I mean? So, yeah. but yeah, yeah people were is, very it, passionate. It, yeah. I think that you can't blame someone for being insecure, especially like this is, she was being compared to someone else. And then like afterwards, how people were judging her so much for being insecure, but then also calling her names. And it's like, and you wonder why she's like, why totally. are people struggling? Mm-hmm. It's because we treat each yes, other like that. Definitely. I literally saw, and it really pissed me off on Twitter. Someone was like, I can't believe people are pitting like Colleen and say against each other. Like they're both such beautiful women. I'm like, okay, like I'm loving this so far. And then it's like, but while we're here, let's do a poll to see who's more attractive. <laughs> What? And it's like the same person. And I, it was literally a poll of who's more attractive. And I'm like, how do you live your life? Like you thought it was okay to post that. Like, I just feel so, how do you live your life? What do you, I don't understand that. Yeah. Cause they were both such beautiful, beautiful women. So different. I think the five of us could not have been more different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think all of us are very beautiful women. So yeah, it does suck that anyone has that insecurity, but I'll, I mean, all I have to say really about it. And again, I don't think that Cole said anything with like, the intention of being cruel 
but your person should be your biggest cheerleader. Your person yeah. should be building you up. Your person shouldn't be questioning what you're eating. Your person shouldn't be saying that you're making yourself fat by eating something. I think that it's a really, really important relationship is you should be able to make fun of each other, but it's different than putting someone down. It's yeah. very, there's a fine line of like where you could like poke fun and do all that and say funny stories, but without putting the other person down, especially when they're vocal about being insecure about something. And I think so. men too sometimes don't understand the impact. I don't think Cole and men in yeah. general will understand mm-hmm. the impact that that his oh yeah, okay, I said she's more attractive. But like just yeah. the pressure we feel mm-hmm. as women in society on our physical appearance, I don't think men understand the, the scope in yeah. which we feel that and take that on. So I don't think yeah. he has like the ability to really necessarily, I don't think he got it. Definitely. No, yeah. I don't think so. Cause you know, like as someone like very self-aware of it, we don't flinch like as women, when we see like a fat guy, we're not like, Oh, the way that we view a fat woman, it's just yeah. two completely different things. It's yeah. men will get away with it and women won't and it, mm-hmm. that's that's unfortunate and I don't know how that changes I don't I think you just have you just teach people from a young age to be more confident in who they are like I can't wait to be a mom that teaches my kids like to love themselves because I remember when I was a kid I had a lot of just little comments and my sister and I were a year apart and she's always been thinner than me always and so people are like why don't you look like her like this like we're literally eating the same food like I don't know what to tell you this is just my body and I think that it really starts there is we just need to start raising more confident women from a young age and also make it beyond their looks like you know Absolutely. you're so used to like when you tell someone like a kid that you're just you're beautiful I think that you should be telling kids you're funny you're creative you're intelligent you're smart you're all the other things that you can describe a child as instead of just oh your child's so beautiful yeah. putting less so. emphasis on just outside appearance yeah 100%. yeah because the outside changes my my outside has changed so much I've always when I'm my unhappiest is when I'm my thinnest. And I've had a lot of people like come through my comments and go back to me in past years where, oh my God, you were so much skinny here. Like you should look like this. You look so much healthier here. You're so much prettier here. And that was a time when I've been my, literally my lowest and my like darkest period of life where like, I didn't know if I wanted to continue living. And that's what I looked like. And you're like telling me to go back to that. Like I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life and I'm bigger. And that's just what it is. So for me, especially, I never want to force myself to change my body for anyone else, but especially just like mentally, I'm going to do what's mentally best for me because that's what matters. And so that's just our bodies, unfortunately, are going to be a thing, but I think we really have to work more on our inside. And I feel like that really will come through on the outside. Absolutely. And I love what you said so much about how your partner should just always be like the person hyping you up. And so I started going to therapy this year. And that's one thing that my therapist always says, like, you always just want to protect your partner's confidence. Remember yeah. protecting that, protecting your own. And I think that's so important. And as a mom with one kid and another on the way, when you think about confidence and building someone up, like, I'm always like so conscious, like with my son, like to hype him up and he's only two years old. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I love seeing you with your younger siblings, especially your younger sister. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's the cutest. And I feel like literally the world is so excited for you guys to have babies. The number (laughs) one question I got is like, when are they going to have babies? When are they going to have babies? They're not the cutest kids. So you could just tell you're going to be such a great mom and I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We want to wrap. We're working on it. Ooh. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, that's exciting. (laughs) You heard it here first. We wanted to end this conversation with some rapid fire questions. So are you ready for it? All right. Well, what cast member are you the closest to? Colleen and Raven. 
Okay. Okay. What cast oh. member are you most likely to beef with? Ooh, Bartise probably for both a little vocal. <laughs> okay. What's your biggest pet peeve about Brennan? Putting laundry in the laundry basket. Okay. And if we asked him the same question, what would he say? What do you think he'd say about you? Um, that I chomp, whatever. <laughs> or I chomp by meeting. Or that I snore. That's what he, that's what he's been on. He's, he said, I, he has yet to film me. I said, film it or else it's mm. not true. And he's yet to show me any footage. So you know, try not to make me feel bad, but I'm calling bullshit. So <laughs> yeah, whatever. We'll believe it when we see it. Okay, Brennan. Yeah, exactly. Um, Thank you. You're such a role model for so many women around the world. Who's your role model? Oof. Is it weird to say myself? No, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Where's your favorite place to shop? I love ASOS. Ooh, yes. my or Revolve. Revolve and ASOS. We love the two-day shipping. Period. Are there any size-inclusive brands that you love? ASOS has a bunch on their website. Remy Bader is someone that I love. So I know she has her line with Revolve as well. And I've gotten a few things and I know that it's inclusive. All right. What's your go-to lip color? Anything nude. Alexa, thank you so much for chatting with us. We're so excited. I know everyone's going to love this episode and we can't wait to continue following your relationship and your love story and see how your family grows. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. And I know I want to chat more. If y'all are ever in the same spot again, I'm like, I need it. The third triplet over here needs to come meet you guys. Yes, we will make that happen for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome, ladies. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Alexa. Bye. Bye. Have a good one. All right, everyone. It is time for Ask Away with Ray and Kay, where we sit down with you and give you our solicited advice. Let's get into it. It is time to get into today's Ask Away with Ray and Kay. We have a question from Macy here. So should I go ahead and read it? Yeah, read it off for us. Okay, I moved to a new city and started a new job after graduating. I have no real friends and don't know how to make them as an adult. I get along with people at work and everyone there is super nice, but I don't have any actual friends. I'm not very outgoing and it's hard for me to meet people and I don't know how you are supposed to make friends as an adult. Please help. I'm lonely. Oh, girl. I'm sorry you're lonely. Me too. And I feel like this is a struggle that a lot of people have and something that we've talked a lot about before. I feel like, Ray, you can give some good advice to this. You literally just moved to a new city and are trying to make friends. Yeah. I mean, I feel very lucky that weirdly through my job, I know people there. Mm -hmm. But I think that like, I know you said that you're not very like outgoing. And I'm the type of person that I used to never initiate plans. Like I would just rely on my friends to make plans. I think you kind of have to push through that a little bit at the beginning because you can't just expect people to be reaching out to you. If you want to make friends, you got to get in the driver's seat and you got to start reaching out to people. I think a few great ways to do that are Bumble BFF, sliding into girls' Instagram DMs in your city. I know that's like a little bit different for me because I'm like, I have a public profile, whatever, but I think that people use Instagram as a dating app now. Why not use it as a friend app? Okay. Mm-hmm. I think really getting involved with look for things like running clubs, book clubs, like any hobbies that you're interested in. Yeah. Beach volleyball. (laughs) (laughs) I think that, and you have to remember everyone. We actually talked about this in an episode with Naz Perez. Everyone feels lonely and 
is wanting to make friends and wanting to make connections. So I think there is kind of that fear that comes with it that, oh, people are going to think I'm this, that, oh, like I don't have friends, like I'm lame. No, everyone wants to make connection. So I think getting over that fear as well and just being super open and getting involved in those things are, are my biggest tips. What do you think, Christina? Yeah, I agree with all those. And I think what helped me when I moved to LA is one, I made an effort because it was hard. Like I was in that same boat as you where I had a bunch of like work acquaintances and I liked them all, but they weren't friends. And now some of the people I worked with at Nordstrom when I moved to LA are some of my best friends in yeah. here. So I think trying to take those friendships, the people that you actually like spending time with at work and being like, hey, like, what are you doing after work? Would you want to go grab dinner or something like that? And just trying to take it from like a work friendship to like a real friendship and seeing if that can help because I'm sure a lot of people at work are in the same boat. And another thing is when I moved to LA, I kind of reached out to anyone that I knew who might know someone in LA. Oh yeah, that's a good tip. Like all of my friends from high school or college, I was part, I was like, hey, I moved to LA. If you have any friends in LA, and so many of them had like friends who moved here for after college, and they made made the introduction for me, and that's how I kind of made a lot of my friends in LA as well. Yeah, that's a great way to make friends. It's hey, my friend Christina just moved there. Like here's exactly. her number. Blah blah blah. Exactly. And then again, you obviously have to do the work and put yourself out there, and don't feel like you have to like all of a sudden go on like ten new friend dates. No. Try one one hangout a week yeah. one every other week you know what I mean but you do have to put the effort in and I think that once you do you'll see the rewards absolutely good luck girl good luck thank you so much for tuning in today for more information on this episode check out the show notes on our website theconfidentcollective.com and find us on Instagram at confidentcollective and if you really loved what you heard, screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it in your stories. And don't forget to tag us.